It's Tuesday, January 12th, 2021, and this is America's newest number one side dish. Accompanying your usual plate of conservative podcasts, this is Steak for Breakfast podcast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear USA. If you are interested in concealed carry holsters, EDC tourniquet stuff, um, they have cool EDC trays, which is like a dump tray for all of your keys, wallet, um, whatever you keep in your pockets, on their website. (laughs) Visit stayreadygear.com, code STEAK at checkout for 5% off on their website. This episode is also brought to you by Man Rubs. They sent me this awesome coffee cup. It says, make barbecue great again. Um, These guys are awesome, and they have a huge uh, following influence on social media. So give them a follow. Do them a favor. Buy some of their rubs. I have three racks of ribs on the smoker right now. True story. With their rub that they sent me. So use the code STEAK15 on their website, and you can save 15% off anything in their store. And I think I told you guys last time, I went through and ordered a bunch of stuff, and I forgot to use the <laughs> checkout code <laughs> at the end. Not today, though. No. So, stay ready, gear, and steak, uh, man rubs. Check them out. Things that can accompany your uh, stay ready gear holsters can be purchased over at West Coast Survival Arms. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms has been so- serving Southern California and the rest of the USA online for over 10 years. Five-star reviews. Check out Mike and everything he's selling. Short guns, long arms, firearms, accessories. Short guns? Handguns. <laughs> a lot of pew pew. What about medium guns? Yeah. You might even have a couple of those too. Yeah. And uh, Mike can be reached over at 619-870-6992. His website is West Coast Survival Arms, one word.com. Mike is a licensed FFL and will take care of all of your droves. Um, like I said, West Coast Survival Arms for all of your firearm accessories and needs. Also, our friends over at Mediocre Medic Apparel. You can find them over at MediocreMedic.com. They have a lot of uh, tactical gear and morale gear to go with your uh, everyday carry stuff. Stickers, patches. First aid kits. They probably have some of those, too. Shirts. Ooh. And, but if you really want to talk about morale gear and, and get the things going, March Friday. Over, mm. at, over at Dumpbox. Dumpbox.us. They have everything you need in regards to morale gear. They have patches. They have hats. Coronavirus veteran gear. Socks. They do have socks. I have some socks. Yeah, me too. They're, they're actually quite comfy. <laughs> Anything and everything. Vinyl stickers. Sweet. 80s and 90s movies. Morale patches. Nice. March or Friday over at Dumpbox.us will not disappoint in regards to... All of your morale gear, also the home of the Zero Fucks Duck Patch. Mm. Very elusive. I'm the owner of many of them. Yeah, I got, so I got a few. Those, how, many, those, how many do you have in your car? Dozens. It's. I even have the huge, super mega Donald Trump Duck Patch. Huge. Yeah, paid over $100 for it. Wow. Yeah. Is it a collectible? It is. Oh. Yeah, they are all numbered. His exclusive patch drops are numbered and are on a first-in status. So if you're into morale gear, 80s and 90s movies, just basically anything that's going to make you smile and, and re- represent the USA, check over at dumpbox.us. 
So we have EDC stuff, uh -huh. which stands for everyday carry. Barbecue stuff. Okay. Bang stick stuff Ooh. for your mm. gun, your bang stick. Pew, pew. And uh, patches. What else could you want? Maybe a steak for breakfast duck. I mean, you can go out and say, oh. where's the women at? But if I go back to the mediocre medic, yeah. if you check out their Instagram page, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> Boobies. Wink, wink. <laughs> Booties and more. So you, you'd think, there's only so many places I could stick a vinyl sticker. There's a lot. They'll go ahead and prove you wrong. Well, here we are in the probably as closest to the end of the world we've ever been. I would call this the end times, <clears throat> dark days. Of, uh... But the good news is we have beer and, and whiskey. So I was going to say it, you're lying. There is no good news. Can't get any. It can be a lot worse, but we have ribs on the smoker and we have alcohol. So Hey, before we get started today, we're also going to have a moment of silence and before we get into our first segment. Uh, the people over at the uh, We the People radio podcast were deplatformed from Spotify today. And Son of a bitch. Yeah, they're a show that reaches thousands of listeners a week. Uh, will no longer be available on there. However, you can find our friends still on iTunes and Podbean and things of that nature. I believe their Instagram might still be alive. Twitter probably nuked, but uh, they're also on Gab, too, at the same We The People. Twitter's been going yeah, radio off USA. on people. So go give our friends some... Listens, likes, follows, and shares. Some encouragement. Yeah. Well, you were saying that serial killers listen to podcasts on Spotify. Anyway. That is... No, Pandora. Pandora? That's true. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Said, oh, Whoa. Hey, hey. I still use Pandora. Huh? For podcasts? Yeah. Well, no, not for podcasts. Yeah, see, that's my point. How many people do you have in your freezer? And what? Your freezer. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of beef in there. Ooh. Not human, though. <laughs> not human beef? Human beef. No. And also, like, listen, follow, and share our show. The Steak for Breakfast podcast. Yes. We're on Instagram at the same handle. Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Podbean. Podbean. Yeah, we're on all those. So we're on Twitter and got shut down within for, 12 for, hours. For now. Yeah, and we'll be that talking. That must be a record. We'll, we'll be talking about that in one of our segments today. Another so. side note before we get to all the juice is if you, um, whatever platform you listen to our show, it gives us a huge help if you download it because that's how we track how many people are actually listening. Just download and then undownload when you're done. Yeah, if, if you stream it, we don't get to see how many people are streaming, so we have no idea how many people just stream. If you download it, those are collectible numbers that can actually help us get more sponsors, which equates to you getting free stuff. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe someday us getting free stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I like free stuff. If, if, doesn't? if one company just paid for our beer fund every week, that would be perfect. Yeah. AKA Alpine Brewing Company. Are they still open? Yeah. If they're, if they're not sponsoring us, who cares? Well, right? they were doing penny growlers for law enforcement, like throughout the whole quarantine thing. I can get behind that. Hmm? I don't even drink. I was behind it. It was awesome. Yeah. So here we go with our first segment. We are starting to witness the fallout from the, I'm air quoting, siege on Capitol Hill last week where... That was a siege? <sighs> Jesus Christ. I've seen better sieges than... Sorry, Nick, I stole your first one. Really bad movies. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at right now, uh, the FBI has opened up at least 170 inquiries or cases into people who were identified using facial recognition. Is it really a siege if the Capitol Hill security opens the barricade and motions mm. you to come in? Well, I look at it this way. Insider and siege. Let's just, just go over the course of the last nine months. We had Antifa and BLM basically cause 
billions of dollars in damage across the United States in the name of social justice. Lasted for seven months. Right. They, they have literally burned parts of cities to the ground while overtaking and occupying other ones. Mm -hmm. that's, um, that's a big no-no. We have had local, state, and federal police officers die in the name of these protests, in addition to uh, a lot of people who are just partaking in the anarchy and wound up fucking around and finding out. Um, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah, we still do not know all of the stories sur surrounding things like the Vegas shooter, who was supposedly one man who was able to get, what, 50,000 rounds fired off in 14 minutes using several assault rifles. 50,000 rounds? Yeah, from one location. Yeah. He had a bump stock, apparently, which uh, yeah. still bumps. doesn't do anything. Bump stocks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we still know nothing about that. However, the FBI has decided to open up over 170 inquiries or cases into people who, you know, stole Nancy Pelosi's podium, took a shit in Mitch McConnell's office. Is that a true story? Oh. <laughs> From what I hear, I yes. I hope so. But, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, That's and amazing. listen, this show does not condone violence in the name of what happened last week on Capitol Hill or social justice. Uh, peacefully protesting is pretty much self-defined, and examples of all of those things were not. However, I do feel like the consequences and penalties are coming a lot swifter for uh, people who were on Capitol Hill last mm -hmm. week and anyone else who participated in the last several months. Let's let's also take in, in, into account there were verified and stories done all over the web over the course of the social justice movement for the last mm -hmm. multitude of months where campaign staffers for Kamala Harris, or as Dakota would put it, Camelia Harris. Kamala Harris. It's different every week. And Joe Biden <laughs> started basically GoFundMe to bail out these assholes every time they got arrested, assaulting police officers, burning down buildings, Jesus. fighting people in the streets. And I don't, I don't see a whole bunch of uh, people on the right side of the aisle, even though basically they're all pieces of shit right now, uh, coming forth to I was bail say, out. There's not really yeah. much left of the right side right now. It's, it's a uniparty. And, and, and it's a uniparty organized to defeat Donald Trump. So. Well, and to your defense, like to the point you were saying about, there's such a double standard in this whole thing of mm -hmm. like, there was one incident, and we aren't even sure who started all this violence. There's a lot of evidence that points to it wasn't conservative people. There's a ton of videos online. People and people trying to get in and getting beat up and showing conservatives, Trump supporters, pulling people out, fighting with them, going, "This is not what we're here for. We're not doing this." And, and in reality. You know, they always say one apple spoils a bunch, whatever that saying is. It takes one dude to incite violence, and your adrenaline's going. And there could be, I bet half those people didn't want violence, and there's probably some that were just there as looky-loos. And then Antifa, whoever starts this big storm of just a mess, and then you have, oh, the cops aren't even holding us back? Yep. Well, shoot, we're probably not going to get in trouble for this, which, in all honesty, at this point, they shouldn't because there was no resistance. Yep. I mean, well, the main aggressors have you know side by side photos of them at yeah, which was and not I'm not, even, I'm not even just talking about the dude in the freaking Viking helmet or whatever the fuck he was wearing Buffalo like, man yeah Buffalo man he he I don't know he did was, you hear what his some, mom some said weirdo. yeah what his did mom? his mom say so I, at first I saw this I thought it was fake and then I saw a bunch of news outlets repost it which at this point we know doesn't mean it's true but that he's on an all vegan diet oh nice and his lawyer said he hasn't eaten anything since because the food does not cater in jail to his um, personal taste. Well, spoiler alert, he's been released. Uh, we don't know if charges are pending. There was also another guy who was one of the, I don't know if he's one of the founders or I don't know what their chain of command is in, in BLM, one of their top executives 
He was like the guy with the little goatee. He was. Uh-huh. He claimed that he was there for documentary reasons only. Mm. And shortly after his arrest, there was leaked audio and video of him getting released. He was on a cell phone, believe calling for someone to pick him up. And uh, when the person who saw him asked if he was being charged, he he announced that all the charges were dropped. Of course. So convenient. Yeah, we don't we don't know who the exact agitators were. Fact of the matter is, people who were at the rally supporting Donald Trump did go to the Capitol and did go inside. I mean, it was a uh, kind of random cast. You had everybody yeah. from real MAGA supporters to the douchebag walking through with the Confederate flag. You had yeah. the witch lady that's been the source of a lot of memes. And then the, quad, the so, quadriplegic in so the electric good. wheelchair. The here, boneless chicken Here's wing. the thing. If they, were re- if, if they were really trying to stop people from getting in, do you know how long... I, I've been to the Capitol building. The... Wheelchair ramps to get in there are probably horrendous. Hundreds of feet long, and they zigzag. It's not just a straight line up into the capital. <laughs> yeah, that's like a code thing. It's it's ridiculous. So, so this lady literally took it probably <laughs> took her about ten minutes just to get into the capital. She and had just, to stop and recharge her battery. She was the last one in there. Where's everybody? So, How does she I, control that thing with no arms? I wouldn't necessarily call it a star like blow into it. Star spangled no. cast. But. No, that's a car. If you have too many DUIs. <laughs> Yeah. She's got some Professor X stuff going on. She controls it with her mind. But th- the thing about it is, shortly thereafter, um, there was some announcements that uh, several electronics have gone missing. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Including a uh, laptop that belonged to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the Her office is claiming that that laptop is used for presentation purposes only. However, there have been images appearing online of... Uh, her personal email being showed. Please don't tell me they found nudies of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, whoever pictures. found that laptop, if you have it and you discovered nudies of her, for the love of God, just delete them. Yeah. We do not need to have that leaked on WikiLeaks. He needs to throw the computer out like they do in Parks and Recs. <laughs> He's walking up to the dumpster and he just destroy it. It's not worth it. Yeah. So one of our one of our good friends of the show, uh, General McInerney, who at one point was the third highest ranking official in the Air Force, and also a oh he had a great interview. Well, you guys saw him on uh, a lot of the uh, Stop the Steal uh, lawsuits in yeah. Arizona and a couple other states. He was accompanying the uh, Rudy Giuliani led team, um, and he basically was at an event over the course of the weekend. And he gave some insight onto. This is like super off the cuff too, right? Yeah, because he was like pulled aside and asked questions, and then he just like started unleashing tooth bombs. Yeah, so we we have uh, the meat and potatoes part of that interview, so we're gonna check it out right now and let our listeners decide what they the steak and potatoes, mm. Mm. the steak for podcast breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> what they can take away from uh, exactly what he was talking about. Let's check it out. States that they know that the fraudulent voting came in and it always comes in late at night and so what we found ourselves with <clears throat> again and I found it this Tuesday night is they have taken control they have taken control of our society and we have one person we just came from there in the White House standing in the way and it's gonna mean and you don't fully realize it 
but every one of us here, every American out there is going to have to stand up. We read about it in history. We read about Normandy and all of that, but now we are in it. And so we must spread it. We cannot, cannot surrender. And the president said he wouldn't. You all know that it was that attack on the Capitol was done by Antifa, but it was enabled by McConnell, by Schumer, by Pelosi, and the mayor. They knew that was coming. You've all been up there. There were hardly any security police there, and, and they moved in, and Antifa did their thing, and then the media picked it up. I worked for Fox for almost 17 years. It's disgraceful what they're doing. And then, and unfortunately, Rupert is driving that with his sons, and they have now merged with the rest of the mainstream media. This is serious. This is expanding. We cannot let it happen. We don't have four years. As Hong Kong is seeing, we do not have time. Time is against us. And Ann and I were just talking to someone about the information that's being released that shows clearly in those battleground states the cyber warfare that was used. We also found out, I found out yesterday, that Comey, the former FBI director, sold the hammer and scorecard, this top secret program, to the Chinese. So you now have this top secret program that is like your iPhone. It gets in, it's called Hammer, it gets into the voting network, and then it has an application like on your iPhone, you have all those apps, it puts it on, and it modulates the voting so they win, not by a large number. And I got a call Tuesday night at 11.30 that uh, the ISI from Pakistan <clears throat> was now in the voting machines in Georgia. I called someone, let them know, the two candidates, Loeffler and uh, Purdue, were ahead. I watched, one hour later, they were behind. Mm -hmm. So, uh, now, I, I thought that they should stop it. I think their game plan is, no, let them do it. We have this evidence. <clears throat> we will present this evidence to the American people so we can judge. We don't, we don't need someone to tell us. We can tell when we have unconstitutional acts going on against us. And when you think about it, COVID-19, why are they trying to kill our small businesses and, and, and make everybody dependent upon the government? Democratic socialism is the front door to communism. And, and none of us ever thought that we would be in that position today where this country became a communist society. But think of what's happening now in Twitter and Facebook. They won't let the president be on it. They're censoring the president of the United States. This is amazing in our country that we would have ever thought this would happen. And that's why I was so disappointed in the vice president. He had the opportunity, because if we had a 10-day audit, it would be very clear to all of us and all 323 million Americans, whatever the number is today, it would be very clear what has happened to our society. So God bless you. Let's keep fighting it. Let's support this president and the people like ourselves that understand 
what's happening in front of us. We shall not let it happen. We cannot let it happen. And it, I never thought we'd have so many Americans who have betrayed, and I believe it is for money, and the Chinese are moving the money. Yes, that's true. Okay. Yeah, well, that's just a small part of it. I had seen that two weeks ago. And what she's talking about is there's a, a person who is telling the world what Italy's role was using the uh, uh, satellite, uh, Italian government satellite. Leonardo. Leonardo. Yeah, I was hunting for Leonardo da Vinci, but the Leonardo, and and they were they were changing votes, but there were there were many countries that were doing that, but it had to be controlled from China using hammer and scorecard, in my opinion, because you couldn't have so many different attacks because you'd be you'd, you'd be changing numbers in all the 50 states that just wouldn't match up. That has to be synchronized, and they all do it like it was late at night in Georgia, 7.30, but the president uses this case in point. You hear him giving his speech, it's, this is in Michigan. At 0631, there were, and it's like 142,722 votes changed to Biden. Now, the first time I heard him give that speech, I said, anyone that says 0631, on 4 November, wasn't 0630, wasn't about 6, it was 0631, and it was 142,722, whatever it is, I can't remember the exact number, but it means the president has that data. Yeah. Now he has all of this data, and, and how he's going to get it to the American people. Ann and I were talking to someone that's going to do more of what was just done in Italy, but show you the magnitude of it. Because we have watched it in real time, how that has changed. And the data is there, I've got it on my iPhone, that can tell you. So where people are saying there's no evidence, they're the same people that when we're taking, the, someone was taking a picture down in Georgia, you remember, and they pull the cases from underneath the table, and you say, well, there's the evidence. Well, they, they say, well, you can't prove that. Look, they have, this is a scorecard from, excuse me, from Joseph Goebbels. If you tell a lie big enough, and that's what they're doing. And you see Pelosi, you see Schumer. I, Ann just told me that Pelosi called the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and they're trying to get him out on the 25th Amendment or to impeach him. Why? Well, because on Wednesday, they took Pelosi's laptop. She's frantic. There were some people in there that were special forces mixed with Antifa, and they took her laptop and they had that data. So you'd say, well, look, you only got 12 days or whatever it is till the 20th. Well, why worry about it? Just let them go out. No, they are terrified because they have that data. I believe they also have a source it is talking like a songbird. And the president is gonna spring that person on us so it will completely, completely change because it is someone that has said, 
I'm not going to do this. This is treason. Remember, could he, could this he is use, treason, high treason. Sir, could he use the emergency broadcast system or emergency well, you, action message I don't know, to did communicate you see yesterday this? that they, an email went around telling everybody about the emergency broadcast I did. system? Yes. So there are those, those little signals that you see. You see that what I saw was the September 18th or 19th executive order 2018 that if foreigners were involved in the U.S. election, the president could declare an emergency. That means he knew back two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, right. And that's why it, you know, it's just all come together that COVID-19 was a biological attack. Let's, let's not say it was an accident and it slipped out of a food market or anything. We're not that naive anymore. It's standard. Simultaneously, remember, when was the impeachment? Same time. December and January, when COVID-19 was coming in. So they had that deception. The media, it's just like now. You look at the media and all they're doing is talking about Wednesday. So something's going on. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Military terms, it's a tactical deception. And they allowed the to um, give the delay because they said, oh, well, you know, now these people are violent. So it yeah. was also used for that purpose. So that's how they played that. Yeah. And they knew it. And, and all I can say is... So there you go. General McInerney uh, basically dropping bombs. Yeah, and taking our entire audience up to speed on everything we've covered for the last three, four shows um, from Stop the Steal and Mike Pence all the way through the assault and chaos that happened on Capitol Hill last week and the possibility of laptops being stolen from some of our congressional leaders, including the Speaker of the House, and how some of that information might be used to uncover some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, one of the other things that was going on behind the scenes this week, before we get into our free speech being violated all over the place, was Nancy Pelosi. Um, trying to invoke the 25th Amendment, which basically would do a couple of things. Uh, it would remove Trump from office, and it would allow her to basically get some of the things she wants done before January 20th done um, in regards to the executive level. She went out and made claims that the violence that Donald Trump was responsible for, which was none, because yeah. he did say, and I quote, uh, we played his speech in entirety on our last episode, so if you want to get kind of the context of where we're coming from, he wanted the people that attended his rally um, on January 6th on the lawn of the White House to patriotically and peacefully protest mm -hmm. what they wanted done on Capitol Hill. And the left the communist aspect of the democratic side of the party trash yeah and some of the basically traitors from the right um have said that donald trump basically incited this violence and was responsible for anything that happened all of that is not true um nancy pelosi it was reported by the new york times this week went to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and complained that she can't figure out when her hair appointments are without her laptop. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, 
she basically asked the joint chiefs, joint chiefs, to not adhere to any military response or executive authorization use of the nuclear arsenal if Donald Trump had requested it in the final days of this term. What, they think he's going to start nuking people? Like, Well, well not only that, but here's the <laughs> thing. If, if the left is saying that Donald Trump, number one, incited riots, number two, started an insurrection against the government, right, and was responsible for the things that went on, why would you go and have leaked to the media the fact that you went to the people who are directly under him in the ch- chain of command and state that you were basically trying to initiate a coup mm-hmm. to limit or restrict the authority of the president of the United States? I mean, it makes no sense. You are literally saying he did one thing and then going behind the scenes and then leaking to the media the yeah. fact that you were conducting the same exact um, thing. Right. Well, not thing, but uh, she was doing it literally after they were accusing him of doing it. Yeah. So because he did not. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so Pelosi's motivation behind that um, is starting to come to light now, coinciding with her trying to talk to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and sidebarring with Mike Pence in invoking the 25th Amendment, which states that the president is not of capacity to conduct his official duties as president of the United States. Um, Nancy Pelosi and the gang, more specifically people from the squad, have gone out Uh, and, yeah, and everyone here is rolling their eyes, drafted articles of impeachment again. So This is basically just groundwork so he can't run in four years. Exactly, and that's that's basically, not only are they trying to destroy Trump's current legacy, they are doing everything they can to destroy any kind of future uh, involvement and influence he has in the Republican Party. Well, which is pretty telling because, you know, supposedly he got outvoted on this election. So by that rationale, I mean, is is Biden's base going to change? Like, wouldn't he still get the same amount of votes like uh, next time or or more, perhaps, if he's doing a good job? 80 million. But... They're probably expecting a lot of reform in the way of voter registration, voter ID, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff because this was a goddamn clusterfuck. Yeah, it was. The, it was. It was probably the worst election in the history of our time. And it was Banana Republic. I mean, it seriously was. Banana so, Republic. Mm. Okay. You like it? I like it. I get behind that. That's what she said. Hell. So, let's 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 get a couple quotes from our friends on the left side of the aisle over the course of the last couple months whoa, before whoa, whoa, whoa. we friends on the left yeah i mean we're, we're unifying aren't we oh yeah unity yeah. unity unity right there will be blood in the streets loretta lynch that's why i have a power washer who says head. protests have to be peaceful chris cuomo there needs to be unrest in the streets ms presley one of our famous favorite squad members the protesters should not let up, end quote, Kamala Harris. She said that while she was bailing them out. Kamalia Harris? Kamalia Harris. Chameleon Harris. Here's one from, from, from our, our, <laughs> our queen. I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over this country. Maybe there should be good old sister Nancy Pelosi. Right? I was going to say, I would have guessed that was Ocasio-Cortez, because usually her sentences start with, I don't understand. I'm going to try to <laughs> never quote her on this show. But 
Oh my no, God. all of her quotes. <laughs> I don't understand. Start with her <laughs> tilting her head to the side right. with like a like a just yeah. vacant eye. And they end with, "Do you want to leave a tab open, or do you want to?" Yeah. <laughs> it's, like those, it's like those dogs when they hear noise they don't know and they're looking. They're like, "Yeah, what's that? that? Would you like some what's jalapeno poppers? What the fuck is that?" Good morning. It's it's Sunday morning. <laughs> You're gonna give me nightmares. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it home with uh, good old our, our favorite cowboy wearing cowboy hat wearing retard Maxine Waters you get out and create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them where they're not welcome anymore which is anywhere yep like the capitol building so here's another quote not directly related to this okay go home with love and in peace and remember this day forever and what happened when he said that uh <laughs> They canceled them everywhere. But people went home. They, they sure did. There wasn't people riding in the streets till one in the morning like Portland has been for the last half of a year. Guys, let's also keep in mind, and directly correlated to all the stuff that's going on right now, 12% of all registered Democrats don't think Joe Biden won the election fairly. 21% of all registered Democrats favored the Senate effort to challenge Biden's election. 43% of all independent voters favored it, and 73% of Republicans did too. So... There's a broad support for challenging the things that went on and the frustration that the people across this country feel. And it's not just from the, right. the MAGA hat wearing, Trump flag waving, what they call the deplorable sect of this country. I'm pretty sorry. I'm pretty sure that when you get up to, there's about close to 340 million registered voters in this country. And when supposedly 75% of them, which is like, I don't know what, a sixth of all registered voters? Sure. Okay. Go out and support one person. There's not that many crazy people in this country. No. So, I mean, the difference between 75 million and 80 million, when you look at almost the totality of 340 million, mm -hmm. it's it, there's no difference. It's apples and oranges. It, yeah. It's 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 the same numbers. It's the same groups of people, and it's not just the silent majority anymore. So, yeah. How are you gonna? expect with everything that's happened and so many people who have changed how they're thinking about stuff like business owners that are getting just trampled right now they're going to go vote for the guy that's planning on trampling them for a little bit longer right giving him a two thousand dollar check and saying please vote for us again Wrong. oh and by the way there's going to be a mandatory <clears throat> lockdown yeah and you have to wear a mask and we're going to suspend all your accounts yeah. everything well we're getting into that in a minute but getting back to the lockdowns we're, we're in southern california uh, Unfortunately, the, the state about seventy percent of the state was told yesterday that our governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, gruesome Newsom, yeah, is issuing a continuance of the stay-at-home <clears throat> lockdown orders, which is no small business opening, indoor/outdoor dining, <sighs> in-school education, anything. You get Walmart, you get Amazon, you get big business only. Yeah, for the next four weeks, starting today. You know what that sounds like? So hmm. Socialism. Oh, imagine that. Hey, do you want to call and ding, uh, ding, ding. Book, book a dinner at his winery? We should go. I'll go. Still open. We should want, go. You want to know what, though? And no. I will upper deck his toilet. Hey, can we, can we bring... I don't even care. Can, can, we, can you explain to our viewers what upper decking a toilet upper is? Upper decking is when you take the back lid off of the toilet okay. and you squat yourself ever so slightly and you drop fecal matter oh, yeah. in the bowl. Not in the bowl. In the reserve water tank, basically. So nice. every yeah. time you flush the toilet... Poop it just up. runs poopy water. Mm. Not saying I've known that. I mean, from I don't experience. know if our show as a whole condones that, but I, I think it's actually. So funny. hey, what are, what are the chances it. that we can find? Because it's a mess to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we uh, 
We're going to go to the winery. Okay. We're going to have dinner. That's a long drive. Kind of worth it, though. We're going to ask for a table near a power outlet. Mm-hmm. Bring a modified uh, version of the podcast equipment. That we're going to be gonna, gonna, live stream. Live stream us well, getting we should do, out eventually. Yeah. What we should do is hide on the premise. Because I bet a wine... Guard, what is it? A winery, Wait, winery, what? whatever it's called. We've gone from Did not I say adhering to the stay-at-home order to literally breaking the law. No, let, let me we're, just. We're not let, hiding on the just, premises of the winery. Just hear me out. Oh. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> we will hide on the winery. We will have ghillie suits and we'll camp out oh, in the God. grapevines. Now we have to buy ghillie suits. Right. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. Once everyone leaves, we'll set up podcast equipment like one o'clock in the morning, okay. and we'll do a. We'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. I, I don't want to get arrested for yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not going to try no. to I'd rather, I'd rather just go and have dinner and yeah. have a and podcast. Yeah, just get kicked out like a normal time. person. Yeah. So, the, you know, down here in San Diego... This is egregious. ...where we're at, some small <laughs> businesses have not been adhering to the stay-at-home lockdown orders, and I would like to admit that last Saturday... How dare you? Right? My wife suggested, and I was okay with it, we took our family to a restaurant, and we actually dined indoors, <gasps> like a normal person. Oh, my gosh. Was it in North County, North San Diego? Absolutely not. It's down here. Did they make Where? you wear your mask? You know what? I don't want to put their... Between bites? Yeah, their, yeah. their business out on the air. What kind of food was it? It was uh, Mexican. Was it like a speakeasy type stuff? It was not. It was a restaurant establishment. They had all of their <laughs> outdoor dining, and <laughs> they also... No, but I mean, like, it wasn't a bar. It wasn't a, you need a secret knock. You just kind of park and you go up and they, they ask you when you go in, would you like to dine outdoors or would you prefer inside? And You're I like, said, indoor. I said, we can eat inside. They're like, yeah, well, come on. And, and the tables were all super set out. We were, like, in a back corner, and then there was, like, a couple tables and then, like, a divider in the restaurant, and the next person was probably at least 20, 25 feet away from us. I mean, it was limited dining inside, but if you wanted to eat inside and be a normal person... And feel that feel again. They let us, a, and that's a no go right now. Yeah, it's a zero percent. That's go a hard no for yeah. Gavin Newsom. So, and the food was delicious, and the people were all nice. They were masked up. I mean, you know, they they only came when they saw we needed anything or to take our order. They weren't hovering, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it was as touchless as possible. What kind of food was it? Did I Mexican. ask you that? Yeah, it was Mexican restaurant. <laughs> well, yeah, that's so. that's the thing. That's the thing that these business owners are getting so upset about is, you know, you can have. 500 people wedged in a Walmart. Right. But you can't take social distancing precautions, masks, all the stuff that's supposedly supposed to solve this problem and adhere to it and still be open. Yeah. So you got to stand six feet apart while you're waiting in the airport. You can't sit next to somebody else while you're waiting in the airport. But then they put you friggin' like a cattle car launched in a plane with yeah. masks on. So, I mean, I went to Walmart yeah. the other day and I just happened to notice the tablet that the good buyer i mean i guess we have a greeter going on the inside and a good buyer oh yeah the receipt checker year old whatever. kid yeah. that checks your Her tablet receipt. said that there was 698 people in our walmart i mean i don't know what the numbers are supposed to be for california like is it depending on the size of the store the amount of, it's supposed to be at like what 25 percent right now but i mean the walmart in south bay san diego has never been Less than twenty five percent. Y'all shouldn't be going to Walmart anyway. It's just freaking. I like Walmart. Chinese garbage. I know. Ninety eight percent of it. We need food. They have good beer at this Walmart. Mm -hmm. I mean, beer. where do you go? Do you get Amazon delivered? Regardless of where you go, right? Like right now, your options are, are corporate conglomerates. Period. Yeah, but if there's any small businesses open in your area, you should definitely be making a point to go there. And like I just said before, we got into the whole Walmart thing. I sure as hell did by indoor yeah. dining last weekend, and it was amazing. I was the. Uh, the gleeful Pepe meme, this one, <laughs> when I was in there the whole time. Our listeners know what that is. 
And uh, I'm trying to think. You got to tell us off air what restaurant it was. I will. And it was delicious. And I, I, I would encourage anyone that. Did they have horchata? Uh, they sure did. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Any, anyone that has an inquiry on that can. can DM me on our IG page. If Slide you're, in his yeah, DMs. Slide in there, baby. <laughs> or, or you could just, if you're if you're out of area and want to make the trip over to Southern California just for some indoor dining, you can uh, Which email us. Probably wherever people are listening. Steakforpodcast.gmail.com. Steakforpodcast. The real fallout from the mess that happened on Capitol Hill last week was the basically destruction of the First Amendment. I mean... You saw nukings on social media over the past week like we have never seen before no. in the history of nukings. And it's just unapologetic. It's just like, nah, we're it's just going to fucking do this. Like, yeah. fuck all y'all. Yeah. The masters of the universe. And politicians are backing. Like, no one, I mean, we have, what, few remnants of the right, political right that we have, a few people that are, you know, standing up for this. But at the end of the day, nobody's, there's no fight. Really going on. I mean, everyone's nuked. There's not like a when, voice when that's you, when able to. When you look to... at the alliance, right? It's like Ted Cruz and Hawley leading it on the Republican side, yeah. right? And then you have Marjorie Green, you have Vernon Davis, you got Matt Gates, Jim Jordan. It's such a small number compared. I mean, there were people who were kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go with the crowd and, and vote for the Stop the Steal prior to January 6th. But a lot of those people were just like, you want to know what? This shit's fucking getting real. You know, somebody took a shit in my office. <laughs> um, I enjoy my lobbyist money, and supposedly in a in a little over a week, Donald Trump's going to be out of office. So I'm just going to get away from this, and uh, you know, worry about myself. Let me just tell you, people who are supposedly Republican or were voted into office as Republicans in the last couple of years, and your seat is coming up in the next primary elections, the base of conservatives who voted for Donald Trump which is 75 million people, will be out in force to make sure your ass gets fucking primaried. Done fucked mm-hmm. up, A.A. Ron. In, in 2022, it is absolutely 100% guaranteed that you will be running in the election of your life next time your seat is up in any way, shape, or form. And there are going to be some grassroots, conservative, real voices of the people that listen to things like this show and have supported the president for the last four or five years that are going to get out there and make it. So if you are going to get elected back into office, you are going to have to, number one, fucking work for it, and number two, get in line with the real conservative movement and not stop, you know, catering to this CCP, mainstream, lobbyists lining your pockets, side with the left whenever they're elected, Bullshit. And voter reform, hopefully. Voter reform has to happen. The things that went on in Pennsylvania with the free-for-all mail-in ballots, the amount of time that ballots were allowed to be counted after the election is absolutely fucking garbage. Mm. The amount of illegals and people who don't live in the states in places like Arizona and Nevada, absolutely fucking garbage. The amount of dead voters that voted across the nation, absolute fucking garbage. What about dead illegals right? Voting? Oh, God. What? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? That's like a super San <laughs> Democrat voter. Jesus. So I power up vote. Yeah, exactly. Your and, powers and, combined. <laughs> and the things that went on in Georgia, like they had the signature verification turned down to where you have in the 2018 elections around six percent, and in the 2020 presidential elections less than one percent. And they did not fucking change it between November and when they had the runoff election to where you basically allowed two left-wing communist assholes taking congressional seats in a state that's sandwiched by 
places where Donald Trump won at multiple percents. It makes no fucking sense. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, I am. I mean, some of the feedback I've gotten on uh, our social media over the last couple of weeks is that, you know, we all kind of talk monotonedly, except Nick, who's always got the old... Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I'm living in this country right now. This place fucking sucks. I'm, mon- I'm monotone? But, but I just think that, like, there's, there's so many things that, that literally happened, and not one court heard them. Everybody brings up that Trump's been defeated at every kind of judicial level across the country. There isn't a court in the fucking United States that heard any case on a merit level. They were all on standing of, I don't want riots in my city, I don't want to disenfranchise voters, so therefore I'm a fucking pussy, I'm just going to send it back to who's ever kind of filling out these lawsuits. Which equals to the mainstream media or legacy media, whatever you want to call it, that there is zero evidence of election fraud. Yeah, thanks CNN, you fucking pieces of shit. No, but it's not just CNN, like... Every single media outlet, you know, minus the ones that are obviously on our team, 100%, every single yeah. time you mention the election, and Donald Trump uh, illegally, blah, 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 hey, zero chance of yeah. yeah. So, so well, like like I was saying in the beginning of, of, of this part, we saw nukings unlike anything that ever happened before. It was epic. My personal Twitter account, which nobody gives a shit about, uh, was nuked. I'm sure some people... My backup care. Twitter account, which was... The Steak for Breakfast podcast Twitter account was nuked. And then I created a backup to that backup one, which was the Steak for Breakfast podcast account, too, was also nuked. To which point I received an email that from our stop, friends over at stop Twitter. It. Stand down. Yeah. And, and I'm going to read it real so quick. Stand by. Hello, Steak for Breakfast podcast. Your account, Steak for Brick F3, has been suspended <laughs> for violating the Twitter rules. Keep in mind, I have not shit posted at all on Twitter. I know they're one of the the sites that are really hardcore on banning you, on suspending your account for things. I retweet verified accounts and I promote things directly related to this podcast. And I don't do anything else on Twitter, um, except that one time where I shit posted AOC. Mm. But she was directly, she was talking directly about the job that all four of us work in. Directly to you, right? And she named where we face. She named where we work in name. So I, I just felt like, as someone who you know holds the line, both physically and metaphorically here that I needed to respond to her but you, you know besides <laughs> that there's, there's been and that was two years ago probably no shit post statute of limitations is hey, definitely exactly required. real so, quick can you pull up the reason why Donald Trump was banned from Twitter their exact statement that well, they gave well it's not like you got it up why don't you read it yeah. well I don't have the exact one well that's funny because you got the thing that has everything on the internet you have unlimited yes, but I have another okay so Colin Kaepernick tweeted who okay. Colin Kaepernick who Colin Kaepernick <laughs> Who? Former NFL. Colina Former Kaepernick. NFL quarterback. One hit wonder. Never heard of her. So yeah. he tweeted, when civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Who was that? When was that? And, uh, and who so and when? That was during the BLM riots in uh, May. He tweeted that May 28th. So Colin Kaepernick was basically inciting violence. He was inciting violence. And Twitter's official reason on their official Twitter blog to ban Donald Trump was, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Which which he had none. And then, one month later, not even a whole month later, on June 3rd, at Jack, who is the CEO of Twitter, mm. donated $3 so million dollars to Colin Kaepernick's your rights camp. God bless him. Three million? For what? 
uh, inciting violence because so, so Jack seeing, is a liberal. We're seeing nukes like every, anybody who's basically got a strong convert, conservative voice and hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter right now, they're either losing hundreds of thousands of followers or their accounts are just getting nuked. They're removing anyone who has any kind of a conservative voice, mm-hmm. anyone who supports Donald Trump, and anyone involved with the MAGA movement in any way, shape, or form. There was a guy, I can't remember, I want to say it's Brandon Starka. He has like some grassroots conservative company who gets young voters out, gets them involved. Not only did they nuke his account and his hundreds and thousands of followers, they went after every single person that worked for his grassroots uh, organization all the way down to the unpaid staffers and nuked all their accounts. Wow. wow. I, I was talking about mine. So, okay, I, I, I had a, a main account, and then I had a, a Steak for Breakfast podcast account, and then I had a backup to that one because that's what you have to do these days if you're a conservative. You have to have, like, our... Instagram, which is Steak for Breakfast Podcast, has a backup page called Steak for Podcast <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> Follow both of them. I did. Uh, but the, the official announcement I, or email I got from Twitter after they nuked my third account um, was, Hello, Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Your account, Steak for Breakfast 3, has been suspended for violating Twitter rules. It doesn't give any kind of disclaimer on what the rules were that violated. My assumption is, is that I was associated with the conservative movement, period. And it says, specifically for violating our rules against evading permanent suspension. That's because my first account was nuked, my second account was suspended, <laughs> and then my third backup account was now then following all of these conservative people. And then it adds, note, if you attempt to evade permanent suspension by creating new accounts, we will suspend your new accounts. If you wish to appeal the suspension, please contact our support team. Go fuck yourself. What, you what should was the reason? annoy them to death and just keep there, doing it. There was no specific reason. None of my tweets that I was ever notified violated Twitter rules. And, and so you had no warning. No warning. It was just... On my main account, last week, I went from about 1,000 followers to 600 followers to 125 followers to account gone. Zeroed out. The next day, this first steak for breakfast one was I hearted a couple of people that, you know, they were just verified accounts making statements. Well, that's how they're targeting all these other accounts. Right. I I believe, Dakota, you had some of the um, things that they used to track conservative oh. reporters why don't you read some of those out I to do. our um, to our listeners right now so facebook twitter and google all use the masters of the universe a facebook program let me pull it up yeah you got jack dorsey you got lizardberg uh you got who's the guy from amazon what's his name bezos, bezos. yeah all those fucking scumbags so facebook designed a program called the task platform okay and it got linked by uh, facebook insider to congress uh, and they brought it up, and so the task platform is like it's almost like an internet form inside Facebook, and what it does is you can search all the hashtags, whatever you want, and it'll pull up all the posts, users, all their data relating to that type of thing. So when there are things like child pornography, national terrorism threats, they or conservative it. media, okay, I, I like when they find all of those. They because, can go out. They need they, to be gone. They, they can they can like click that and then ban everything related to it. So if you tried to like hashtag something that's crazy, it would immediately get banned or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's shared between Facebook, Twitter, and Google. Mm-hmm. Even though Facebook denies it, they're getting subpoenaed for it because uh, Facebook will not release uh, the the audit. They tried. They were like, hey. Why don't you just release this stuff to us now, under oath? Will you give it to us? And he's like, no. Like, fuck you. Yeah, maybe at a later time. Thank God, even though they're in the extreme 
minority. There are still very few patriots who work for these organizations. I know some of them are defecting to Parler. Some of them are defecting to, like, Gab and things of that nature. But the fact of the matter is that we still have some people on the inside who support the First Amendment and love this country and know when things are fucking wrong. Like, if you say you support the president or you support the conservative grassroots movements to have things like America first, strong borders, you know, uphold the law as Low your priorities. Taxes. Right. We don't want lobbyist money owned by the CCP, globalist Davos bullshit. Which used to be a prideful like worldview. Yeah, it's, it, we're getting to the point to where you're racist if you support the United States. If you if yeah. you wave the American flag in front of your house, you're a fucking right-wing nut job. And it's just fucking... Uh, that reminds me, I forgot to put my flag out this morning. <laughs> I sure didn't. I so, sure didn't. The other communists. <laughs> so, Damn it. Donald, Donald Trump released a statement today, finally, uh, in regards to what he was talking about, what we're talking about in 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 lieu of these uh, suspensions. Because Donald Trump has been deplatformed from everything and banned. Uh, President Trump lashed out at Silicon Valley on Tuesday, which is today, in his first public comment since Twitter banned him from the site. Stressing that the in industry had done a quote horrible thing for our country and to our and to our country, President Trump told reporters that the social media site had made a catastrophic mistake and acted in a politically divisive manner after punishing him for the comments and companies said threatened to incite violence. And Trump defended the speech in front of the mob last week. They're calling all the people that came out to defend him the mob. Remember, I'm reading from from a third party article. It's not our our view of the patriots that were out there last week. Um, who went out to peacefully protest um, and said that the companies uh, said that he threatened to incite violence. Trump defended his speech and later, um, you know, said that this thing, uh, what's going on with social media right now and the complete nuking of all of his accounts is, quote, totally inappropriate. He does have some support. Um, one of the original soy boys of Europe, uh, <laughs> Macron from France, said this is an absolute nightmare what's going on in the United States. We come from France. Right. We also have uh, Merkel over in Germany. Um, she said uh, it was inappropriate and just something that, number one, they didn't see coming, and, and number two, they think really uh, draws a wedge between um, all of the movements of uh, free speech. And then even, uh, and, and surprisingly, one of our friends over in uh, Mexico, the Mexican president said that the stuff that's going on in Donald Trump in the United States right now in regards to his social media and the way he speaks to the public is is absolutely just unthinkable to be happening right now. And you're talking about the president of one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Probably yeah. the most right. corrupt. Who, who basically has not been deplatformed either. Not only in regards <clears throat> to him, but you have the people in Iran who are calling for the death to Israel. You have the Ayatollah. You have the fucking Pornhub Twitter official count. They're always being accused of using child pornography on their sites. They have the Hunter Biden laptop porn stuff on their sites and their Twitter feed has not been Well, and here's a side note is that taken down. Speaking of like child pornography that if you can deplatform the president of the United States, you're telling me you can't take child pornography off the internet. Perfect example. That's the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard in my life. Well, to Twitter, the point where you yeah. can deplatform all these people. How much time has gone into that to look at conservatives right. like us who are small time players in this game and then deplatform you? And, and I don't, I don't want to hear that bullshit either that like uh, servers that host child pornography are FBI honeypots so they can really catch people. No, don't fucking I don't, fuck yourself. If people are putting so. child pornography yeah. online and they're streaming it on social media, they need and stuff to be like that. tarred and feathered uh, yeah, in the street. There's only one cure for pedophilia. <laughs> there you go. All right, so the 
the Twitter banning stuff, I mean, they've been doing it for a while, but to talk about something that got banned that was actually really a positive message, this is from... In addition to the Trump positive message last week? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is from August of last year. Okay. And there was a campaign that was launched by canceled Evergreen College professor Brett Weinstein called Unity 2020. Unity. And, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about his particular politics or whatever. The fact that he got canceled leads me to believe that he was uh, probably not with the mainstream. But he he was a, suspended on Twitter for amplifying the hashtag just say no to Donald and Joe. And this was... Uh, so, so, as, so it's like a grassroots third-party movement. Yeah, it was basically well, just anti- trying to say we don't like either of these parties, so let's come together... Unity, left, right, Republican, Democrat, conservative, yada, 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 and try to find somebody that we can all agree on and, and somebody was, that's going to be nuked. good. And he was nuked for that. So uh, it says in the article, it's not clear what the hashtag set Twitter moderators on the warpath as it accurately sums up Unity 2020's stated mission of bringing together those on the left and right who feel they've been excluded from the political process. However, in a totally predictable example of the Streisand effect, in which attempted censorship actually brings more attention to the idea of being censored, the hashtag started trending again as Twitter users demanded to know what rule the account had broken. But it's just, Twitter's just completely off the rails. They just do whatever they want. I mean, they're a private entity, so that's the issue with all that. To the uneducated listener of what's going on behind the scenes, all of these people who are fact-checking at some point were grassroots unpaid staffers for any Democratic candidate you could think of from Hillary Clinton through Joe Biden and everyone in between. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, the people that are going around nuking accounts are anywhere between 24 and 30-year-old people who have... Beta fucking, males? And soy boys and non-trad women who are out there who just hate everything that a majority of America is. Even all those people who are established on the left, even all the ones who are, like, voted into office and, let's say, mm-hmm. they're gay and lesbian, right? Or they're super woke, or they're with the conservative movement, or they're with the left movement. At the end of the day, those people go home, and they have something that they consider a family unit. Correct. Right? They go home, and they have something that they consider a home. They have something that they consider things, whether it be property and equity all the way down to money that they Mm -hmm. consider theirs. But when they go out into the public sector, they think that mass congregations of this are bad and they don't want anybody to have what they have. We talked about it on on several different podcasts. Nancy Pelosi and her whole fucking gang and all those other people hate a majority, overwhelming of their constituents. Mm -hmm. They hate the fucking middle class. They hate poor people. They hate immigrants. All they want is their votes so they can retain power. Mm -hmm. Good morning. It's Sunday morning. Ew. It's Tuesday morning. I can't wait for her face to melt. So, Candace Owens. It's close. She's not necessarily a friend of the show, but she goes out there, and and when she's right, she's right, and usually is good about it. She put out a rebuttal to the censoring of the president this week, and we're going to check it out right now, give it a listen, and then we'll see what we feel about that. Big tech is trying to delete us, our movement. We must stop them. You are smart. 
Long ago, you stopped believing in the corrupt corporate media. You canceled the newspapers and cable shows and began reading your news from social platforms. Dominant on those platforms were conservative voices, like mine. We are the Americans who did not have a voice in traditional media. Honestly, do you think the left wants me to have a platform to speak? But I can have a voice, here, on my own social platforms. I can be heard. That freedom infuriates the left, who used to own complete control over our information. So they hatched a plan to silence me and all of us conservatives. And Facebook is paying them for it. Here is how it works. In 2016, hysterical liberals had to find someone to blame for their humiliating loss to Donald Trump. In their minds, they could not possibly have lost due to their own horrendous candidates or policies or their own failing message, so they attacked the one thing that they did not have total control over, social media companies. They applied extreme pressure to silence or censor fake news, which was just a fancy way of saying news that they don't like. Facebook bent to that pressure and created a fact checker network with godlike powers over all of us. Here is how Facebook fact checking works. A website you have never heard of, run by partisan beta leftists, stalk the pages of your favorite conservative personalities. Whenever we say anything they disagree with, these fact checkers write a vicious partisan hit piece. Then they harass us and our audience by slapping hazardous warning labels on what we have posted. Many times, those labels say missing context or disputed. Yes, thanks Facebook. Every political argument in America is disputed. Every argument is indeed missing some context. But the insanity continues. These hack checkers, as I like to call them, would be just an annoyance, but Facebook gives them the ability to destroy the reach of our content so we cannot communicate with you. They demonetize our pages so we can't make a living producing content for our audiences. And here is the breathtaking part. Most of these fact checks are pure partisan bile. They are false, fake, untrue. But there is no recourse for your favorite conservative creators. We are held at gunpoint by these partisan hacks, and Facebook is giving them the gun. This is why I am suing the Facebook fact checkers. I'm suing them on behalf of you, your favorite creators and news sites, on behalf of our freedom of speech and thought. So who are these hack checkers? Well, I'm suing a site called Lead Stories. Lead Stories is run by a former CNN employee of 26 years who makes a living cannibalizing and slandering conservative content and creators. His website has published disputed fake news stories, including one that went after my content personally. And so I'm going after him personally. Here is an important question. Who funds Lead Stories? According to their own masthead, Lead Stories is funded by Facebook and Google, along with ByteDance. And what is ByteDance? It's a Beijing-based company that owns the TikTok spyware app. Our own Justice Department says the company is a national security threat and compromised by the Communist Party of China. Facebook, then, is paying for fact-checkers funded by an arm of the Communist Party of China to censor my content here in America. 
The Communist Party of China has more say over my content than the First Amendment. This is insanity. It's un-American. It's dangerous. And it needs to stop. This is why I am fighting. Our freedoms are at stake. Our movement is at stake. We know these battles are taking place all over the world. Do you wish to support me in my efforts against these hack checkers? Well, the easiest thing you can do right now is share this video. If you wish to donate in support, you can head to www.factcheckzuck.com. We will fight and we will win. And there's Candace Owens, basically kind of tying everything together that's been going on over the last week in regards to infringement of our First Amer uh, Amendment rights, the mass censorship and nuking that's been going on on social media, and more importantly, just the crushing of the movement that's been going on for over the last couple of years to bring America back to the forefront of uh, you know, being the leader of the world and the best country in the history of it. I still can't believe that this amount, this much censorship has gone in, gone on in a week. Yeah. Well, stand by. There's more to come. Okay, to all our friends and, and listeners today, we have a special treat. We have our first official guest on the Steak for Breakfast podcast, internet personality, journalist, and more importantly, truth finder. Mm. Yeah, law of one. You guys may know her from uh, social media. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's hey, great welcome. to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a long road, and uh, I had some workers here to get me on here, so I'm glad. I'm happy I'm here. Yeah, we, we've covered a lot of topics over the, the first part of our show so far. We, we got into the fallout from the chaos on Capitol Hill and, and the mayhem that transpired after that in regards to you know everything Nancy Pelosi has been trying to do behind the scenes, whether it be invoking the 25th Amendment, drafting articles of impeachment, and going to the Joint Chiefs of Staff to basically try to run a shadow coup against Donald Trump and all of the First Amendment nuking that's been going on today. I don't know if you know or not, but We The People Radio podcast has been nuked from Spotify. We gave them a moment of silence in the beginning of our show, and they have migrated to... Yeah, they're on iTunes, and they're on... Uh, Pandora and Podbean, but yeah, they Spotify removed them today for for everything that they got going okay. on. Yeah, they're pretty worried that they'll be off YouTube in a minute and just have to be audio. You know, they kind of run some live stuff too. So, how you doing? That's bad. Doing doing well so far. I mean, to, to, given the circumstances, you could be doing the best you can, right? In, in regards to holding the line. Yeah, I, I guess we're, I'm just doing the best I can. I mean, uh, after today's speech, we have a lot of doomers coming out, but. Um, we just have to keep the faith. I mean, that's the only thing we can do. Yeah, Stay positive, keep moving forward. Th there's no blackpilling going on in this podcast ever. So yeah. things may get dark, but we always know at the end the light prevails. God wins. Our resident doomer hasn't been showing Absolutely. up lately. So Yeah, we, we have someone who's more of a financial expert, so he looks at it kind of in the black-white, but more importantly, the green. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. when you only look at the stocks, it's easier to get blackpilled than it is you know, if you just want the America First movement to eventually win in the end. He's a friend, but he hasn't been oh, yeah. invited back until we figure out how this ends. Yeah. So once the dust clears, he can come back. But he uh, tends to be a little bit on the more negative side, maybe, I would say. Exactly. 
So where, where can our guests find you? If, if you're listening right now and they want to know all the good stuff you've got going on on social media, where, where would be the best places to find you? I think the best place right now would be for uh, everyone to go over to my Instagram. Okay. And that's underscore law of one underscore. Okay. And there you'll find the link in my bio that's connected up to all my other profiles. I also have a whole bunch of other links that I've done within the last year and a half of research. Uh, anywhere stemming from Barack Obama's real birth certificate and mm, uh, cloning and even um, the new reporting from Italy's findings. Yeah, All that, can be found in my bio. For someone who's dabbled in uh, your Instagram account, there are quite a few rabbit holes that lead to other rabbit holes, yeah. which have rabbit holes. It is a comprehensive of list of rabbit holes you can fall into. Yep. It's a so, great yeah, page for sure. Like every time I find something really good, I just throw it up there because the way they're scrubbing the internet it's just unbelievable and it's horrible that people don't know the truth out there where do you tend to get a lot of your um sources from as far as because the stuff you post like all i was gonna say google but i don't use google anymore i duck duck go it and a lot of the stuff that you post almost all of it is very real in a sense that there's evidence behind it. it's not like some conspiracy theorists posting random stuff online which we see a lot but the stuff that you post and repost and and hint at is a lot of times verified where do you tend to find a lot of your information from where does the sources come from so as most truthers we don't sleep um and i just been doing a lot of research doing a lot uh there's more truth online than we're led to believe yeah. and i think a lot of people just don't go after it because they're scared of what uh the consequences would be i guess the media made it seem as if they were going to come and attack us or something mm -hmm. um but i've learned that's not really true and there's just so much truth out there you just have to look for it um and i have a whole bunch of friends who would send me information or things from other countries that they're showing there but they won't necessarily show here so i just sure. archive them and throw them up there yeah that's that's awesome and that's one of the big things to our viewers we always you know we kind of go down some rabbit holes but we try to have as much backing before we you know go on our show and kind of purport it as the truth but i think at the end of the day anyone who's a truth seeker and and, and really cares about you know this country needs to go out and do some research for themselves and and, and like you said it's not going to be following the mainstream media and all the legacy idiots out there so you, you said you've been doing this kind of work for a little over a year and a half when did it actually happened for you, and what was the circumstances that surrounded that in regards to like your red pilling event that led to the truth seeking that you do for for everyone out there right now? Yeah, um, that that's a rabbit hole in itself. But kind of to make a long story short, um, it started off with I, I grew up Pentecostal Christian. Okay. And about a year and a half ago, I was struggling with the idea that God was even real. And that's how my journey started. It's a, a very um, common feeling to feel... Going to school to be a psychologist. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do some research of where the idea of God even came from because I started to feel like religion was very abusive. Um, that's an excellent point. So I started all the way back in the ancient Egyptian times. And uh, then I got an email from, or I'm sorry, a direct message on Twitter from Austin Steinberg, 
um, I guess he's the one that calls himself Q. Yes. And he sent me a message to say, hey, why don't you look this up? And it kind of, it, it's hard to, it, it, there was so much studying and so much research that they did in between. Um, I ended up falling into Law of One, raw material, which um, opened my eyes and opened my perspectives of who God is and why we're here. And it really changed my perspectives on everything that I was able to see the truth. I, I, it's, it's so hard to explain in such a simple term, but it started off with me trying to disprove God. And then eventually he was able to show me that he was alive and well and in control and um, led me to just want to seek the truth in everything. So I, I never intended this to, I'm going to show everybody the truth. It was more, I just want to show me the truth. And whoever wants to come along with my journey, let them come along. Yeah, that's the thing when, when God kind of opens up your eyes. And, and I really like that analogy you made. Because I, I think one of the big things is, is that God will kind of put us down those paths because he knows how big he is and how important he is to you and to everybody as individuals to where you get to the fact that um, he will send you as far away from him as possible and then be there to welcome you yeah. back when you realize the absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. good. I mean, there's um, so many things in my life now and it would sound crazy to some, but I've received more confirmations in my life directly from God, where it could be just someone mentioning the same thing I was thinking of, or um, I call them angel numbers, where I would see double or triple, and that's like never happened to me before. So when I really started to open up um, my heart to God, I, I would say just so many beautiful things happened. The peace that surrounded my life was just so worth it. And um, I finally decided, you know what, this this journey of truth finding is so where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's kind of an amazing feeling, and when you start to to live on that energy level to where you can actually not only just see but begin to comprehend and feel these things, you really can uh, yeah. appreciate the fact mm -hmm. that there's something going on behind the scenes that we may never all the way comprehend, but definitely has their hands right. hands on the wheel and is in total control. Um, what advice do you have for people that are seeking the truth? Like we all are, like you, you know, are, are realizing, and that can go from anything from like what reality kind of gives you on an everyday basis, the theory of different dimensions, conspiracy theories, but are afraid like, you know, due to being ridiculed or be calling, you know, being called a conspiracy theorist or things of that nature, like what kind of advice do you have for people who want to go out and seek the truth, but then not only find it, but kind of share it? Yeah, I, I would say the truth sets you free and um, do it for you and yeah. not for anyone else, not to make yourself uh, look smarter than anyone else or sometimes the people that are not meant to be in our life, they would just trickle off when you start researching the truth and it doesn't matter if uh, you get the approval from people or not. Um, I think the most worthy thing you can have is the truth within, within yourself. Um, so I would say don't worry about it. I've lost so many people in the past year and a half, especially family. Isn't that weird and, how they just kind of um, they just kind of fall off from I'm your sorry. life when you when you start realizing things that are important to you that may have been either physically or metaphysically blocked from your life because they were just there. I I you know what? Let me um, just a, a quick story. I don't share 
um, my truth with anyone else okay. besides Instagram. I, I don't believe in forcing truths on anyone. I feel like if they want to look for it, they're going to find it. Yep. And if not, they're not. But I think spiritually, once you're just on that path of truth and light, whatever is not meant for you will break off. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything to anybody. Because till this day, I still have not spoken my ideas or my beliefs to anyone in my family or friends. But majority of them, I lost them. Um, so I think the part or what advice I would give to people would be to let go of the fear of um, being alone or being abandoned by family because there's so many, so much more people and family you're going to meet when you start chasing truth and chasing light. It's just a beautiful, warm feeling. Yeah, and I also feel like there's going to have to be people like us who need to be prepared to be able to take on a lot of those people who couldn't see it when it actually happens too. Yeah, for sure. So For sure. We'll be the calming to their storm. So you especially... Um, but more and more women are joining the conservative movement, and not only that, but becoming truth seekers. What major influences do you think are attributed to that? And it could be anything from like online resources that are available outside of the mainstream media, all the way to like from Q down to Donald Trump. What do you think? I'm not going to say like they don't necessarily have to be white hats, but people that are just players in this game that's going on, and actors and actresses in this movie. Um, what do you think is making uh, what's going on right now a lot more inviting to women to actually come in and not just be like, you know, there's a lot of people online who are like, you'll see their profiles on social media and it'll be like ex-Marine, true patriot, and they have like hundreds of thousands of followers and they're some of the truth sayers, the same, yeah. the other thing. But now women are starting to join that movement. There's like you, there's like Wonder Woman and, and people of that mm -hmm. nature who are out there just absolutely taken the front and taken the lead what do you think attributes to that you know i i would have to say a lot of that um goes to women just being primarily just investigators mm -hmm. um i think we just like solving things everyone everyone here is yeah. laughing like, I think all four of the men when here we talk about nodded at that yeah, we, we all kind of chuckled at that because we're all thinking about how our wives go through our cell phones, probably. They are the original truth seekers. Yeah, I'm like, if, if anyone should join that, you know, FBI would be women because we're great at investigating. Um, but I, additionally, I would say it has a lot to do with um, our children being victimized. Yeah, you know, that's a, a huge lot thing. stems from um, this whole industry of human trafficking and I think our motherly instinct, whether we have kids or not, our instincts is just rise up, say something. This needs to stop because our children, even our unborn children, are being attacked. And mm. um, I think that pulls on um, a lot of people's hearts to want to find the truth and how can we stop this. I, I would say a lot has to do with the safety of children um, and then just women being women, you know, yeah. like to figure things out. When, when, when the mainstream media and legacy media always makes the points that Donald Trump has lost the middle-class trad wife movement over the course of the last election cycle i think what you just said is a direct rebuttal to that just given the fact that when you look at like the absolute bare minimum of what brings women to this movement and like you said it starts out with the children whether it be the unborn and all the shit that goes on with abortion all the way through the millions of children that go missing across this world every year and those who have looked and sought the truth know what is happening to those children 
Um, right. There's no reason why they shouldn't be not only involved, but moving to the forefront like people like you and other ones that I mentioned are um, in regards to this movement of everybody waking up and seeing what's really going on. Yeah. I mean, above all, this is beyond politics. Yes. Um, that's the, that's the big thing about it. It's more spiritual than anything else. Mm. And uh, for, for centuries, they used their children. And I, if, if all else fails, no matter what happens in, the, the, in politics, uh, what we want is for our children to be safe. Yeah. What we want is freedom. Um, and I, I think no matter what, we're going to get that. We were promised that in the Bible, and that's where we're going to go. And I, I don't see anything changing that. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Um, right now, big tech is playing a major role in the destruction of, of this movement. The truth seekers, the ones who want to see the dark turn to light, etc., um, rounds and rounds of purges are going on all across all so social media platforms. You have been nuked now, what, six times on Instagram? Yeah. I've, I've lost three Twitter accounts in the last 48 hours. Uh, my Facebook's oh, been suspended goodness. several times. Yeah, I, I got the uh, letter today, and we read it earlier on our show, that I received an email for creating a backup account to an account that's being reviewed as permanently suspended. So... You know, and I have I had around a thousand Twitter followers, and the only thing I ever did was retweet verified accounts and like, um, you know, things of that nature. I never really shit posted. I never really put any conspiracy theory or rabbit hole related videos on our Twitter. And uh, even when it was the backup one for our show, that one was immediately nuked, probably per IP address. Um, what do you see coming out of this? The major push to suppress the free speech and truths for seeing the light. Um, and, and, and where do you think it's going? Is someone going to step in and save us? Or is it going to be to the point to where we all become considered fringe, radical, you know, basically uh, conspiracy theorists on the Internet? Where do, you, where do you see this going? Yeah, so um, I think it needs to happen. I think people need to see that this has been happening. I, I have a lot of uh, liberal friends. I think we all are do. now being censored too. Yeah. And even them are, you know, what the heck is this? Why is this happening? And I think it's starting to hit them a little bit. And I think this just needs to happen so the world can see where we are right now. Um, I do believe we're going to get safe. I, I, I listen to Trump when he talks and he, he keeps on saying how this is a national risk, a national security risk. And I don't think that he's just going to let it happen that way. I think he's letting it play out. I think there's a lot of things that we don't see happening behind the, the, the doors. Yep. Um, overall, I think they're going to figure out some type of uh, uh, some type of way to um, get Zuckerberg and Jack away from this. And I think Gab, and I think um, there's Project Odin that is going to be released soon. And I think that's going to really just take over and help us to get our voices out where these companies, Twitter and Facebook and even Instagram, um, will be gone. They would have no more business to, to censor us. Yeah. What, what do you guys think, you know, in regards to all that stuff? We talked about it in, a couple, in the earlier segment on our show in regards to the big tech and the censorship that's going on. But, you know, she kind of brings... Uh, the angle to the table where she thinks at the end of the day when all things do seem like they're you know as dark as possible um that we're going to be saved what do you guys think about that 
I think there's still hope. <clears throat> I think that Trump hope this is the hard part. Right, because we had a lot of politicians saying that um, January 6th was going to be a day of reckoning, that it was all going to happen. Got our hopes up. Then at that end of the day, half of those people that were preaching that went to the left. Right, and, and backed and, out. And, and so I still have faith in people like Ted Cruz, you know, Sidney Powell. I still have faith in her. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. You know, in addition to Donald Trump, Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things of that nature, but mo- most importantly, probably oh, Lynn Wood, of course. Yeah, who's, who's Lynn Wood's a savage. Who's been walking around just dropping truths for the last couple months? But I think, yeah, like, yeah w- one of the most important accounts and, and law of one. Give us a second for us all to get it in. Was uh, Sydney Powell? Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. <laughs> yeah, her account was nuked as well. And, and you're talking about if you put yeah. Lynn Wood and Sydney Powell together, you're talking about nearly two thousand federal cases. Lawyers that were, you know, um, on the Supreme Court bar, ones that have won high-profile cases and were just basically ahead of the curve. There are not all the things that Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood that they've mentioned or, you know, said is going to happen that have happened yet. But there are also a lot of things that have. Lynn Wood called Mike Pence. Right. Regardless of whether or not he said Mike Pence needs to be hung or firing squad or <laughs> any of the things he said, you know, he got a little wild. Right, Let's but but you have to you have to be able to discriminate treason. between his personal feelings on what should happen and the fact that he called Mike Pence our modern day Judas a week before it happened. Yeah, and you can you can even go back to that part in the halls of Congress on Capitol Hill when that Secret Service agent gave Mike Pence a challenge coin after the day the Capitol was stormed. You saw, like, I always wonder, like, one of the big things when I read the Bible is I always wonder, like, I wish I could see this actually happening. Like, in my brain, I formulate, like, what Jesus looks like, how the things took place. How the deception took place. Right, and, and then I always wondered what it was like when, when, the, when the, the Roman soldiers gave Judas his silver, and then I got to see it. I got so emotional when that happened, <laughs> and people started calling it online. It's just, you know, they say we're living a movie. They say we're living in the end times. We're saying this is right where 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 light wins. It goes back to that sermon, Law of One. I know you've seen it. I don't remember the guy's name, but where he talks yeah. about um, Satan, and the Bible never describes him as the horned beast or anything like that. Satan's a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. Satan looks like all the rest of the angels. He's, he's the deceptive ki- yeah. over everything. But he's also the king of this world, and we're all of his subjects. And when we start to understand that, it's how you need to break away from that whole mindset, what brings you more towards the light and starts to open up your eyes to what the truth really is. And it also opens up your eyes to be able to see those things like that, where um, you do see the Bible taking place now, where... Yep. Um, exactly what we always say, the future proves the past, and Perfect. I see it happening again, and I see, mo- like, the Judas situation, when I seen that, I, I can absolutely say I got emotional, too, because I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's even like, though we knew, that, there's a lot of times we know something is going to happen, That's like when a, it comes to pass, it's just, oh my God, this is really a movie, this is not a joke, and uh, even though I know in my heart it's a movie, it's still so mind-blowing to see it happen. Would you consider that like a 3,000-year delta? (laughs) (laughs) Right? When Mike Pence got that that challenge (laughs) coin on Capitol Hill? It it literally is. Like, there it goes. And then you see him. Did you see the video of him shaking hands with... Oh, Some, there's been there's been a lot of and it's like the the Freemason like by the, Pence. Yeah, when the, you spring out your thumb and your pinky and right. you're like, all right, I got you. Yeah. you got got him. Yeah, 
So we all know it. I mean, they're 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 all working for the yeah. bad side. They, they can't deny it. There, there's there's literally video evidence of it. Well, right after the challenge coin pass off, like I th- I think I sent you that video mm-hmm. where Pelosi's doing the weird like elbow thing, yeah. like chicken wing. I didn't yeah. even notice really the palmed off challenge coin initially, but what I noticed was as he was talking to Pelosi. Very. I mean, people are very conscious about microphones now after all the hot miking that's been going on. So he's talking to Pelosi, and you see him reach over and put the mic down away from him. Just, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you can only imagine what, what bullshit they're talking about in yeah. regards to, you know, oh, our plan's finally fucking playing out in real time now. Let's run with it. So, all right, Kate. I don't know if you guys noticed, but, like, 2021, since the start, it's like everybody's starting to expose themselves. Like, clear as day like there's no hiding it anymore they have come out of all corners they have showed what side they are on and um i i really think the year 2021 is dark to light everything is going to be exposed i have no doubt about it well you 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 reveal your true colors when you know you're number one not the majority and number two you are so scared of what the side you are not on is going to do so they have demonized donald trump and all of his followers but there's so many extensions mm-hmm. and branches off of those followers in regards to truth seekers when you get into it. It's like they say 75 million people voted for him. But when you look at all the people who actually seek the truth, who may not have been like a documented supporter of Donald Trump, you're probably talking to closer to over 100 million. And, and, it, and it makes for yeah. real, real, you know, conscience for those people on the left. Like they're making their last stand right now. Mm. This big tech censorship yeah. is going after Donald Trump and trying to impeach him so he can never run again and things of that nature. After all Donald Trump's done, at the end of the day, if you look at like it just as major things, peace in the Middle East, bringing the troops home. All the stuff he's done in regards to human trafficking and protecting the children, he stood up for the things that a majority of this people in this country want done. Yeah. And smaller government, less regulations, the list goes on and on. So, I mean, this was a yeah. complete, uh, you know, it's a coup from top to bottom, and it has been since he came down the escalator. But and they, we, weren't, they wouldn't be doing it if they weren't yeah. so worried about him having a chance to come back. Right, so, and if you, just look at all, if you just look at all the things, why are 100,000... National Guard troops being deployed to Washington, D.C. right now, and they're going to be allowed to be armed for the first time ever. That's After we one. had, what, right. eight months of violent Antifa BLM protests, they were standing there with their thumbs in their pockets trying right. to, we know, with a shield. Yep. Kamala Harris still hasn't given up her congressional seat. That is a huge yeah. red flag. Huge. And when you saw Donald Trump today... Law of One, we'll be covering it in our last segment after we're done with you, but he spoke at El Paso today, and I already watched the video a couple times. You have never seen somebody who is as not bothered as someone who has gone through all the shit that Donald Trump has, should be. Right. I, I mean, I mean, it's just, it, it seems like there's so much stuff that's going to happen in the next eight days that you better just buckle up and have a lot of popcorn ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The last thing and probably a major component that we stopped short of talking about on this show last week because I knew we were going to have you on and I knew you were already doing a lot of research on. We kind of ended with Linwood, but stopped short of getting into Italy Gate. We ran a little bit of General McInerney uh, at the beginning of our show and let his whole 10-minute interview kind of played out just so we can get kind of a context of he talked of everything from Stop the Steal to the stolen laptops from Pelosi all the way down to Italy Gate, but it kind of leads right into you because I know you're, you're looking into this. Um, only a real listener on our show would, would even know anything about this because it is kind of a rabbit hole, but it's out there publicly. It's all over social media, Instagram, Twitter. It's just kind of like a high buy narrative. Um, yeah. And 
let's bring everybody up to speed on everything that you know and will contribute to on what's going on with Italy Gate uh, as this continues to be a developing story behind the scenes. Tell us, tell us what you know on this. Um, okay, so I, I first heard about Italy Gate through uh, Bradley Johnson on, I would say, mid-December. Uh, he is a former CIA chief of station, I believe. Um, and he was the one that originally broke the story that there was a collusion between Italy and Germany. And uh, Leonardo SPA is a defense contract with it, within Italy. So basically the, the story is that our boats were being uploaded to their military satellite being bounced over to Germany where uh, their servers were would manipulate the votes, which was bring supposedly it back impossible. to these servers in Italy, and then bring it out to the 17 domi- uh, Dominion voting systems in America. Um, so I believe it was on December 25th, Trump had, I don't know if you guys remember the Christmas party. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Maria, I, be- I believe her name, what is, uh, Maria... Can anyone remember her name? She just came out recently uh, with the affidavit. I don't remember the name. <laughs> okay. So we have Maria that just came out. Uh, Maria Zach. She came out and she has the affidavit from the Arturo de Alia, who is the guy who said that he switched the votes. He was working for Leonardo SCA and he said it was a coup between the general of uh, operation general for Italy, Claudio Ferrazino, I believe. And then uh, the Secret Service was also involved, Stefano Serafini. Sorry, I'm mixing this up. I have my notes all over. Um, But yeah, we have the signed affidavit basically saying that these votes were for 100% switched over. There's no answers about about it. They gave the affidavit over to the Congress at 1.12 p.m. on January 6th. It was not acknowledged. Um, She said that she sent it to six congressional members, including David Nunez. We have, what else do we have? We have Mark Meadows. She even said that she sent it over to Brian Kemp. Okay. Um, there's n- no movement on this, guys. There's even fact checkers have come out and tried to debunk this. There's no movement on this. They were waiting for the servers. The guy, Arturo, uh, the one who signed the affidavit, said that he will produce the servers once um, he has protection for him and his family. Exactly. But as of yet, we have no update from January 6th. And, and this basically encompasses so much stuff that we've covered on this show. And it kind of ties it all together, which is amazing. And that's how I like every week we come here and we try to paint a picture and kind of unbox everything in a reverse fashion for you guys. But if you just look over the course of the last month, you have Michael Flynn, Sydney Powell, Sydney Powell. and Lynn Wood kind of proprieting these things online, right? You have Donald Trump over a year ago saying, we caught them, we caught them, and we have everything. All the way down to the big tech suppression and destruction of any kind of conservative or truth-seeking movements online. It's like, and then there's like, 
there's like a blackout in between the United States yeah. and Italy right now. And this goes to like the blackout yeah. in Pakistan, the blackout at the Vatican. Was the Pope arrested? Who knows? Mm. There's also a blackout in Texas. Right. Is the I mean, hologram Pope, was he there's arrested? There's a blackout in Iran right now. Yeah, exactly. There was a blackout in Texas in like four southern states the other day for over eight hours, mm. um, which I confirmed yeah. because I talked to some of my coworkers who work over there and they said they were having a lot of blackouts through the state of Texas. And we're seeing all these truths come to light, but it's just like now that they're actually happening, there's a huge wave from the masters of the universe to go out and kind of just absolutely destroy this narrative um, as we steamroll towards January 20th. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that it means nothing is happening. I, I just think that they're just trying to blind us. Um, I'm hoping behind the scenes there's a, there's a lot of verification going on. The same story. They're hoping we're all jumping on the same bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to the report, Donald Trump was aware of this. He did receive the report, and he did call Italy. And five days later, um, four people from the Italy government was arrested. So oh, yeah, I'm sorry, we, we saw those Instagram photos. We saw those Instagram photos of Mike Pompeo. Uh, the Secretary of State and that guy who was handcuffed walking to a C-130 last week that were kind of not really... They were kind of suppressed on social media, I would say, mm-hmm. unless people were really trying to get it out there. Yeah. That, that was kind of a wild picture right there. And it goes back to he's one of those, what, Italian generals who were somehow linked to this whole... I mean, this ties the the servers and everything together. It kind of paints mm-hmm. a broad picture of, like, there. people say there are no coincidences, but when there's so many of them in regards to this, it just has to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I, hope- I, I think the, the only thing, the only thing we can do at this point, um, because if we try to, even in the Bible, it says there's no way that you can understand God's plan. Um, you can try to figure it out, but there's no way we can know ex- exactly for sure. And I think if we try to beat up our heads, like, no, there's no way there, that person got arrested. Well, it's not on the news because I get that all the time. Um, I think you set yourself up to live on fear. And if yeah. you live on fear, you can't see what's happening around. And there's no such thing as coincidence. I think I've been doing this so long to know that there's no such thing as coincidence. Yeah, it's like that one meme that's out there with the little pink guy and then Bane from Batman. And it's <laughs> oh, yeah, like a 2,000-year-old death cult versus like a bunch of fucking truth seekers, meme makers, and shit posters. And it's like, <laughs> he's, he's in a, uh, what is it called, the morph suit? Yeah, he's like dancing. Yeah. I totally feel like I am partially responsible for memeing our first Donald Trump term to, you know, elected <laughs> office because I was I was out there holding the line. And if at the end of the day, we feel like the memes have, you know, grown into this podcast that reaches a lot of viewers right now. And if that's going to be one of the things that help bring darkness to light and 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 truth to fact, then I'm I'm in it to win it, and I think mm. so are you. Yeah. So you guys are awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. No, we think you're awesome as well. And and we're gonna be sending a lot of people your way. Why don't you tell us one more time before we before we break with you where we can find your Instagram? Give us your Instagram handle again. Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram handle is underscore law of one underscore. Perfect. And we definitely plan on having you probably more for our viewers. I mean, I like to talk to you anytime I can, and, and we talk on a regular basis on social media, but I just think in general, getting you back on the show as some of this stuff gets... Sure. Yeah. As a regular contributor, it would be awesome. Yeah. You, you, we, we're going to consider you a great friend and, and a future guest host right now, but we want to thank Law of One for, for coming on the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and uh, 
we will be getting back with you soon. Yeah, and just to encourage our oh, listeners yeah. who have lost, I know some people have lost faith. Um, there's still hope out there. I mean, it's not all is lost. And um, Law of One, she's posting some great stuff that's encouraging as far as there's people out there that are fighting for this. You know, it's not just, not everybody has rolled over. I know a lot of people on the right that we're looking up to kind of surprised us last week with them giving in. I mean, especially Pence, that was kind of a trash shot to the chest. And, uh, Judas. Yeah. Traitor. But yeah. there's there's a lot of information that is painting a different narrative as far as where the hope is put. So um, if you're looking for that, follow Law of One because the stuff that she's posting is not only... Um, how do I say, like informative, but it's also, it drives you to want to look into all this stuff more. It influences you to open yeah, your mind a little exactly. bit. And be like, Do you want to know what I heard about this? She's saying, or they're saying that there's evidence behind it. Let me go look for myself. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you have like yeah. the Pepe meme that's looking at the nuclear explosion, yeah. but his eyes are also Pepe memes. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's one of those things. And then the next, the next slide will be the Make America Great Again Pepe, who's holding his chin, which is one of yeah. my favorite ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm out there. I think right now my only internet response is I got a good banner of Donald Trump hugging an American flag and it says America first and anytime I see just like absolute oh, I love that one. black posting or right wing or conservative or truth seeking suppressions I'll drop it in the comments and the only thing I write is this is why they hate us and that has gotten more reactions <laughs> from people that just want to destroy us than any kind of shit posting I've done in my life yeah so because it's true yeah. they, it's amazing they, they just want to break us down and separate us and black us out and it's not going to happen. We're holding the line. Yeah, absolutely. We'll always hold the line. So, um, I, I thank you guys. You guys are, what you guys said was really um, sweet and supportive. I appreciate it. Um, my goal is to just help people see the truth. I, I'm not trying to shove it in anyone's faces, but if they make their way to my page, that means that they're looking for truth in themselves first. Um, so I thank you guys for following and, and giving me the support that I, I need when things get rough. We surely will continue to do that. Law of One, thanks for being with us. Thank you. And and we will for sure have you thank back you. on here real soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank oh, you. Awesome. I hope you guys have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. So that was just amazing to have a guest of that magnitude and influence on the show. What do you guys think? Yeah. She solid. Was, she, she really brought the fire today. And, and Law of One, we thank you for being on, you know, we just appreciate the fact that uh, other people that are out here holding the line with us are willing to come on the show and, and really give their insight onto everything that's going on. There's so many different levels and layers of things that we can do. And, uh, you know, having someone like Law of One on the show is just taking it to the next level. So I think something that everybody will be enthused about today was uh, our friend... And leader Donald Trump jumped on a plane and headed over to the southern border over at El Paso. And he spoke for the first time since uh, January 6th. And we have that audio for our guest today. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to play it for long you. Long and hard. Please sit down. Right We now. worked long and hard to get this done. Uh, they said it couldn't be done. And uh, we got it done. One of the largest infrastructure projects in the history of our country. I'm honored to be here in the Rio Grande Valley with the courageous men and women of 
Customs and Border Patrol. These people are uh, incredible. They're really incredible. I've gotten to know you very well over the last four years. Uh, many of you are friends from uh, all of the work we did in designing the wall. We got it exactly as you wanted it. Everything, including your protective plate on top. I say, why did we put that? And they said, we need it for extra protection, climb plate. And uh, we have everything you want. It's steel, it's concrete inside the steel, and then it's rebar, a lot of heavy rebar inside the concrete. And it's as strong as you're going to get and strong as you can have. But we gave you 100% of what you wanted, so now you have no excuses. I didn't want you to have any excuses. And you set records, uh, and uh, we can't let uh, the next administration even think about taking it down, if you can believe that. Uh, I don't think that will happen. I think when you see what it does and how it's uh, so important for our country, nobody's going to be touching it. And you are very proud of it, and you're proud of the work you did, because we really designed it together. We're joined together to celebrate a great achievement, the extraordinarily successful building of the wall on the southern border. Before we begin, I'd like to say that free speech is under assault like never before. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain far greater than most people will ever understand, which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time. And now I'd like to briefly address the events of last week. Millions of our citizens watched on Wednesday as a mob stormed the Capitol and trashed the halls of government. As I have consistently said throughout my administration, we believe in respecting America's history and traditions, not tearing them down. We believe in the rule of law, not in violence or rioting. Because of the pandemic, horrible, horrible, invisible enemy, and despite our tremendous success developing a vaccine years before it was thought evenly, remotely possible. Nobody thought it was going to be possible. They said it would take five years. Sir, it will take seven years. All of our scientists were saying, our advisors, it will take seven years, five years, ten years, maybe. Well, we did it just like I said we would, and we had it out years and years before they thought it was possible. And we're now delivering it to states, including your state, where your governor and government are doing a terrific job in getting it administered in Texas. And Florida is doing great. Some of them are doing great. Some aren't doing as well. But they have all they can handle. And we get it to them as fast as they need it, and even faster. But they're calling it a medical miracle. And this has been a difficult year and a very difficult election. The pandemic has made it a very, very difficult year for our country and virtually every country all over the world. Now is the time for our nation to heal. And it's time for peace and for calm, respect for law enforcement, and the great people within law enforcement — so many are here — is the foundation of the MAGA agenda. And we're a nation of law, and we're a nation of order. That is why we're here today to talk about what we must do to uphold the rule of law in America and how we must continue to support 
our law enforcement heroes, which is exactly what you are. Do you feel like a hero? Yeah, I think you do, right? You do, and you are. I want to thank Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Mark Morgan, who's been incredible. Where's Mark? Mark, stand up, Mark. Great job. Fantastic. Chief Patrol Agent Brian Hastings. Brian, thank you very much. Great job. He's so happy with it. He said, sir, this really works. And most importantly, the brave law enforcement officers who risk their lives every day to protect our families and our country. I also want to thank a, a tremendous gentleman, a friend of mine, Tom Holman. He's a great American patriot, and he uh, was with us right from the beginning. Right, Tom? You knew exactly. He said, we need a wall. When they were saying, no, no, we need drones, we need drones. I said, why? So you could watch the people pour into our country illegally? And I want to thank you very much, Tom. What a, what a professional job you've done. All of you people, incredible. Everyone here today is part of an incredible success story. This is a real success story. When I took office, we inherited a broken, dysfunctional, and open border. took on the cartels, the coyotes, and the special interests, and we restored the rule of law. For years, politicians ran for office promising to secure the border only to get elected and to do the absolute exact opposite. They even promised a wall, if you remember. About 10 years ago, they promised a wall, but they couldn't get it built. It wasn't easy getting it built. Getting it before me, I kept my promises. And today we celebrate an extraordinary milestone, the completion of the promised 450 miles of border wall. 450 miles. Nobody realizes how big that is. I remember when I first came down about a year and a half ago, we're under construction, and I started walking. And I'm looking at the wall, and I'm walking and walking. And I'm used to, like, a development project where you could walk a wall. You know, 10 acres, 5 acres, 2 acres, 1 acre. Then I realized, that's a long time. That's a big walk. A lot of it, a lot of the wall you have is incredibly uh, natural. It's, you have the mountains, you have the rivers, you have some very powerful water areas. You have some areas that are virtually impossible to get by, so we didn't need walls everywhere, but where we needed them, because it's been so successful that we've added nearly 300 miles, and that's currently under construction. This was our original wish to get these areas done where there was such trouble. And now we have it. It's uh, either in construction or pre-construction, an additional 300 miles. In every region that we've built the wall, illegal crossings and drug smuggling have plummeted, absolutely plummeted.
In the Rio Grande Valley, crossings have dropped nearly 80 percent. In Yuma, Arizona, illegal entries have been slashed by 90 percent. Nationwide, ICE and Border Patrol have seized over 2 million pounds of fentanyl, heroin, meth, and other deadly narcotics, saving thousands and thousands of lives. We've arrested nearly 500,000 illegal aliens with criminal records, some with very serious criminal records of the type you don't want to know about, like murder. We removed nearly 20,000 gang members from the United States, including 4,500 members of MS-13, probably the worst gang of them all. Through the landmark reforms we've put into place, we have ended the immigration chaos and reestablished American sovereignty. Our most important reform was ending catch and release. Not easy to do. You're dealing with Congress, it's very, very difficult, which is the functional equivalent of open borders, but even worse. It's catch and release them. It means release into our country, not into another country. This policy was exploited by vicious criminal organizations who understood the laws better than our people understood them for years, to spread misery and suffering and drugs all across the hemisphere. Now, instead of catch and release, we have detain and remove. It's called detain and remove. Doesn't that sound better? One of the biggest loopholes we closed was asylum fraud. Under the old broken system, if you merely requested asylum, you were released into the country. The most ridiculous thing anyone's ever seen. And we were taking in some people that you didn't want to have in your country. We instituted a series of historic policy changes to shut down asylum fraud, and that's what we did. This includes the groundbreaking agreement with Mexico, known as the Migrant Protection Protocols, or MPP. Under this agreement, if an illegal alien requests asylum, they have to wait in Mexico until their case is heard. They used to wait here, and when they were waiting, they would say bye-bye, and they'd disappear somewhere into our country and essentially would never find them again, would never see them again. This one measure alone ended a humanitarian crisis and saved countless lives, and especially, I have to say, lives from crime. I want to thank the great president of Mexico. He is a great gentleman, a friend of mine, and President Obrador. He is a uh, man who really knows what's happening, and he loves his country, and he also loves the United States. But I want to thank for his friendship and his professional working relationship. We actually had 27,000 Mexican soldiers guarding our borders over the last two years. Nobody thought that was possible. And they made it very, very difficult, and that's why the numbers were able to plunge even during the construction of the wall. And by the way, one of the big elements of the wall that make it so successful is we can have far fewer people working now. They can be working on other things, other things related to crime and drug prevention and a lot of other elements they're working on because we save massive numbers of people. And included here, we have the most sophisticated camera systems and most sophisticated electronic systems anywhere in the world. We implemented three historic agreements with the Northern Triangle. That's Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Under these critical asylum cooperation agreements, the burden of illegal immigration is now shared all across the region. 
Now, when an illegal immigrant is arrested at our border, they can be sent to a neighboring country instead of into a U.S. community. Prior to my getting here, countries wouldn't accept them. They would say, no, no, no. I said, well, you've got to take them. First month, I'll never forget. These gentlemen right here came to me. They said they won't take them back. They came. They may be murderers. They may be cartel heads. They may be some really vicious people. The countries didn't want them back. And I stopped all payments to those countries. I stopped everything going to those countries. And after it was stopped for about a month, you remember? After it was stopped for about a month, they called. They said, we'd love to have them back. And I never gave them as much money as they were getting, by the way, but they got some. It was amazing. It and you people know better than anyone. They wouldn't take them back. We'd have planes flying over, loaded up with people that we didn't want here. And they'd say, don't ever even think about landing that plane. And they'd take them by boat, and they'd take them by bus, and they wouldn't let them into their countries. And all of a sudden, they say, welcome back. We love having you. So it was a great thing. And now they do take them back. And the relationship with those countries, the triangle, the relationship is a much better one than it was before. In addition to our agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, we have systematically reformed the regulatory code to return asylum to its original legal meaning and purpose, not a free ticket for entry. A recent comprehensive report by the Department of Homeland Security and Justice show how effective our reforms have been and how disastrous their removal would be. It would be a disaster for our country. I know they're thinking about removing them. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that. It'll be an absolute travesty for our country. The report conclusively proves once and for all that aliens released at the border remain at large in the country and do not return home. They won't go home. And you rarely find them. It's very tough to find them. So we have aliens released in our country, many of whom are serious criminals. And we've stopped that. Don't ever start that process again. By contrast, under our policies, 98 percent of aliens that remain in DHS custody are removed. Simply put, if you enter the United States illegally, you are apprehended and immediately safely removed from our country. Without this core principle, there is no border. There is no law. There is no order. My administration also instituted vital public health measures on the border in response to the China virus. Under Title 42 of the U.S. Code, illegal immigrants are being promptly removed to protect the health of border agents, other migrants, and local communities, and the public at large. Removing these protections would invite a public health catastrophe of epic proportions, as you probably know, in Tijuana, various parts of Mexico. The COVID, it's got about 24 names. I can call it from COVID to China virus. I can call it uh, the plague. I call it the China plague. A lot of different names. But we always call it the invisible enemy. But the invisible enemy has been very tough on Mexico. And we have areas along the border where we're in great shape because right there, because of that, that we're in great shape. But on the other side in Mexico, they're suffering greatly with the virus. It's been incredible what 
we've achieved. And we didn't do the wall because of COVID. We did the wall because of uh, security and drugs and other things. But it turned out that in the middle of it all, uh, along came this horrible plague. We inherited a dangerously lawless border. The people that work here are unbelievably brave. I've seen what they have to endure, what they have to go through. They're tough, they're strong, and they're great patriots, great Americans. We fixed it and we secured it. We empowered our wonderful ICE and Border Patrol to fulfill their oaths and sworn officers. They became sworn officers of the law. And they love their job. It's a tough job. It's a nasty job. They're not paid what they should be paid, to be honest. But we got you up. We got you up. But these are incredibly talented people. They could probably do a lot better in terms of economics than they do here. But they love what they do, and they love their country. We also put into place vital measures to protect American workers, keep out terrorists, and stop the abuse of our welfare system, where they'd come up, go in our welfare system, and live for years on American welfare without ever having a job. We also have, and we had, but we have them all the time. We have terrorists from the Middle East coming into our country through the southern border. That was before what you see right here. Because it was easier to come into our country through the southern border than it was through airports or any other means. So they'd land in South America, and they'd work their way up, and they'd come into our country. And these are not people from the countries that you would suspect. These are people from some very seriously dangerous places in the Middle East. And the numbers are far greater than anybody would understand, really far greater. Removing any of these measures would hamstring our workers, endanger our country, and cost taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars a year. No matter our party, we should all agree on the need to protect our workers, our families, and our citizens of all backgrounds, no matter who they are, in particular if our border security measures are reversed, it will trigger a tidal wave of illegal immigration, a wave like you've never seen before. And I can tell you that already uh, waves are starting to come up from 2,000 and 1,500 miles away. We see what's coming. And they're coming because they think that it's gravy train at the end. It's going to be a gravy train changed the name from the caravans, which I think we came up with, to the gravy train, because that's what they're looking for, looking for the gravy. This will be an unmitigated calamity for national security, public safety, and public health. It would destroy millions and millions of jobs and claim thousands of innocent lives. The policies I put into place are uniformly and strongly supported by the men and women of ICE and Border Patrol. We worked on them together, just like we did on the wall. We worked on the policies together, because nobody knows this whole world better than the incredible people right in front of me. To terminate those policies is knowingly to put America in really serious danger and to override the great career experts that have worked so hard, those from DHS. At this very moment, smugglers and coyotes are preparing to surge the border if our policies are loosened or removed. I mean, they're literally waiting. Big, big groups of people, some of them very unsavory, I might add. This is an entirely preventable tragedy. 
It's waiting to happen. The safety of our nation must come before politics. We have many disagreements in the country, but we should all agree the urgent need to secure our borders, protect our homeland, and allow law enforcement to fulfill its mission without political interference. ICE and Border Patrol agents swore a sacred oath to uphold the law, and no political appointee should ever order them to violate that oath. These are real experts. They really get it. And I'll tell you who else gets it. The Hispanic population of our country gets it, because not only did I win Texas in historic numbers, but I won border towns, which are largely Hispanic. And people were amazed to see that. And the numbers, they say, were Governor of Texas called. Greg, great guy, great governor called. He said, you had numbers that nobody's had since Reconstruction. Reconstruction means civil war and uh, largely Hispanic. They understand it better than anybody, and they want law enforcement to help them, help them live safe lives. The laws that Congress passed must be upheld to the men and women of ICE, Customs and Border Protection, and all across DHS, law enforcement in general. You have earned the everlasting gratitude of our nation. You have no idea how much our nation loves you and respects you. I don't think you do have an idea, but it's true. I only hope and pray that your voice will be heard, honored, heeded, and respected long into the future. God bless you. God bless law enforcement. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great yes. America. We're just going to keep it on YMCA for about a minute here. Cause I love that he uses that one. Let's see if he's going to dance. Give me a little one. A little fist pump. A little Jersey Shore action there. And thank you, Donnie. Yeah, so we kind of wanted to bring that to you guys. It's a little bit long. That's what she said. Now, that's not (laughs) what she said. And in regards to covering everything that we've covered the last couple weeks, I think the president did a good job of, of bringing it on home to us while we're wrapping up this episode here, is that, you know, Talking about what went on in Capitol last week, talking about what went on in the election, and then securing our border, stopping the illegal gangs, stopping a lot of the narcotics and interdictions that Border Patrol, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, ICE, HSI, and DHS overall has collaboratively worked together for the first time ever to institute some American policies on the border. And I think one of the biggest things and one of the major components of Donald Trump's legacy will be his action to stop human smuggling. Yeah. I mean, it's such a major component to everything that goes on in this world and is so rampant in other countries and anything that he's done to ebb that flow is just a major component to his legacy and something that, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to say he didn't work every day of his presidency for to, you know, slow down and stop and interdict and and really destroy those people who were running these human trafficking organizations. Mm-hmm. So. And the media still refuses to touch it because it's too close to the allegations that uh, Hollywood elites are mm-hmm. involved in pedophile rings and stuff oh, like that. Don't forget Pizzagate. 
Yeah. Dang, bringing it back old school. I know, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was it ever a thing? It still is a thing. It, it, Ask it Alex Jones if it's a thing. Oh, gosh. Do we, yeah. Oh, God. Everybody loves Alex Jones. You are fake news. I said everybody loves Alex Jones. That was the wrong button. Damn it. Which we one have, are you pointing to? We don't have Alex Jones anymore. <laughs> we still have Alex Jones. Scissor me timbers. We're just going to jump on. There's the never a right wrong way to. Yeah. I mean, that's always. I mean, that's true. I mean, but here's the thing. Now we're just ruining one of our great <laughs> <laughs> But um, we do have a lot of people to thank that make this show happen every week. Um, I think mm-hmm. some of them are. West Coast Survival Arms and Mike yep. over there. Get your bang stick. You, you gotta get with him. If you love Pew Pew, you'll love West Coast Survival Arms. Get to his website, Mediocre Medic. You're gonna get all <laughs> your tactical morale needs at Mediocre Medic. And now, listen, as the music comes in for the outro, if you go on Mediocre Medic's Instagram page, this music will probably be playing in the background in some of those posts. There are a lot of ample breasts and plump booties on that one. Noah lost it. <laughs> Mark Joe Friday, the inventor of the deer, zero fuck duck patch over at dumpbox.us. He will get even more tactical morale needs. I'm wearing my dumpbox, dangerous goods, coronavirus. Veteran T-shirt today on our show. Very tasty. And I have all their patches. I've I've brought a lot of. Patches I have a out. flag right there. Gonna yeah. hang it. It's he, a, he does have the coronavirus veteran flag. flag. Yeah, from dumpbox.us. Mm-hmm. I spent so much money on that website. Yeah, we the people radio podcast guys. We love you. We feel you. We are supporting you. We will continue to share your information on our Instagram page. Definitely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Keep holding the line with us. You getting banned on Spotify means one thing and one thing only. You're doing something right. We're right behind you. Yeah, exactly. That's number one. And number two, you are right over the fucking target. Probably so the t- wrong song to say we're right behind you. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the Orange Men Podcast, also great friends of the show and contributors on our IG page. We love them. Tom Pappert, the editor in chief of the National File. Dropping bombs. Yeah. Reporting the news first because he has the balls to do it. Got yeah. Sir, we thank you and we thank the National File. Some of our friends, minus the D, friends from Instagram, our top friends of the week. Kayla Michelle, the Fit Patriot. She's got some really good stuff going on on her page. Mm-hmm. I showed the boys and they agreed. Um, Axia Queen, 4.0, 5.0, and 6.0. Follow all of her backup pages because <laughs> the fire she's spitting, she'll be nuked again soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby Cakes 2.0, mm-hmm. your name always makes Nick laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but you are Baby Cakes to the show. You give a lot of awesome content. I love all of the memes you post. I re-shit post all of your shit postings and will continue to do so on a daily basis. Punky Puster, the meme queen. <laughs> she gets our word out every week. Uh, Kalila 3, representing the uh, Big Island in Hawaii. We are the 99% two. Follow that name for some fire stuff out of South Africa, one of our listeners. Oh, cool. um, what I mean to say, period in between. That's each such a good creative word. Name. Yeah. Mm. Fire. Lots and lots of fire. And of course, our guest today, Law of One. Yes. You were fantastic. Outstanding. Yeah, we can't wait to have you back on the show. And I haven't even listened to the edited version of this yet. But living it was an experience in that of itself. Yes. So. Great. One more thing for our listeners. Next week, we will be having our next show on Wednesday instead of our usual day of Tuesday. Correct. And that is because Wednesday is Inauguration Day. 
Stand by to get some. Stay tuned. Popcorn ready. In addition to popcorn, probably toilet paper, water, and ammo. Mm. Yeah. But most definitely popcorn. And toilet paper, because when all you idiots like to stockpile toilet paper. Not so much our listeners. Probably your next door neighbor. You can hear in the tone of Donald Trump's voice during that speech he gave today along the southern border that his... He will continue to be defiant to all of the narratives that the legacy media and everyone else is shoving down your throat, which leads me to believe there is something going on behind the scenes. We don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris still a congressional. Kamalia. Right. Kamalia Harris still a Congress <laughs> member. Joe Biden sending in armed National Guard troops to Washington, D.C. for the first time ever for an inauguration that's supposed to be digital and so many other things going on. We have no idea what the outcome will be. It's about to go down. Right. One thing I do know is... It's going to get wild. A few hours after whatever happens on January 20th... We'll be bringing you the news. Exactly. In live form, but then edited into non-live form and put onto social media... Correct. ...for all of our listeners to hear. You can find us on Instagram at steak for breakfast podcast. Um, steak for podcast breakfast is our backup page. <laughs> Follow both. Next week, we'll have another Twitter because I'm trying to figure out a way to get <laughs> another backup account. No, we need yeah, a VPN so sponsor. It's a... Uh, Podcast for steak, and it's the number four. Yeah, if, pod, if you see some random steak. random Twitter start friending you with our, our podcast in logo, one month, it's, it's just going to be an anagram. characters. Like, on, in one month, uh, it's going to be an Twitter. anagram of all the words that are in steak for breakfast, right. and it's just going to be like yeah, they're just gonna random. Start using, <laughs> they're going to start using image recognition for like 1950s. Uh, We're on Gab clip art. at Steak for Breakfast podcast. We only have a few followers, but I'm starting to follow all of the usual suspects, so you'll see us out there promoting the show, the set, and the other things. Sweet. Parlor's down while they get their own servers. The, uh, the breaking news today, they're supposed to, right? Yeah. They, well, they did secure them, but it's going to take a couple days. So, <sighs> damn it. Again, listen, oh like, Jesus follow, and share. We Most need you guys out there. Yeah, we're, Download the episode. We're Mother. holding the line. We're fighting for you guys. We are a true grassroots conservative voice. Amiss all of this mainstream media yes. and legacy bullshit. We're surviving. And we will continue to try and bring you the truth on an every week basis. But until January 20th, I'm Roan. Nick. Noah. Dakota. And this has been the Steak for Podcast. Shit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Steak for Breakfast Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. 